Hello and welcome to By Its Cover podcast. Normally, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies found on streaming services. I'm one half of your host, Bree, and today I... Brandon gets to be a different normal 50%. I'm a different half. (laughs) It didn't make any sense, but uh, it... In uh, layman's terms, Kevin is out doing comedy in the world, and Brandon has been so gracious as to step up and guest star. So I don't have to shout into the void. I have someone yeah. to to banter with. You do, you do. So <laughs> I'm I'm half the half the man that Kevin is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, half the comedian. I mean, he's a lot funnier than me. So I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of half of every yeah to, in every way. Be- to be fair, he uh, also does it full time, and you have a full time job. So I know, I know. <laughs> he does, and I mean, he he deserves to do it full time. He, like I said, is a lot better than me. But I've been working on some new stuff. But ooh, nice. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's been it's interesting. I, I did a show last night. And it was I wasn't on the show. I was just producing it. But it's uh-huh. one of those rooms that it's like it's as I call it, guerrilla comedy. Oh, what does that mean? Like you, it means you've got to fight for the crowd. Like, they're not there. They're at the bar to be at the bar. And most of them actually were there to see us, but they're still one of those crowds that, like, just sit there and stare at you. <laughs> and you have to, I mean, you have to really get them and get them laughing, or they're just going to sit there and stare and, like, smile and nod, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm so used to the other place that, you know, where Kevin's always gone with Edenclaw, where, I mean, they just they're there for us and I mean it's like a, a, a club but yeah, yeah the other one's just like and then I like the comedians but a couple of them I'm just like oh, I've heard you so many times I just want to throw shit at you <laughs> I you know one of the reasons I you know I always love to wax poetic about Kevin but mm-hmm. uh, you know I've heard his comedy a lot yeah a lot <laughs> and he's st- I still find him funny so <laughs> Well, that's good. That, that's good. That was my biggest problem. One of the reasons why I like, I'll be honest, like I couldn't keep going to the open mics for one. I mean, like I said, I have a, a day job and usually I'm up early in the morning and staying yeah. out late at nights, you know, every night was, it was tough. But then after a while, it's like, I've been hearing you do these same jokes for five years. Yeah. Write something new. And you get some of those comics that just, it's the same jokes and it's like, oh, but I re- rewritten it for five years. I mean, you work on a joke for like a couple months, maybe, and either mm-hmm. it hits or it doesn't. If it's not hitting, move on. You know? yeah. <laughs> but and I mean, I, I, I'm guilty of that in some ways where I'll take jokes and I'll rewrite them years later. Like I'll take them out of my yeah. set and then years later, I'll bring them back and like rewrite them in a new way. But I mean, some of these people, it's like, you know, like there are a couple of like my signature ones that when I do a longer set, they're there every time. Yeah. But, you know, the, some of well, the other ones, it's, it's like kind of like. Bert Kreischer and the machine. Yeah. Like he, oh, you have to hear the machine. Yeah, I mean, it's Kevin and his dildo joke. Yes, uh, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when he starts talking about the veins and the wood and everything else, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. But, <laughs> he has crafted that story well. <laughs> yes. Just like that little, that guy crafted that first girlfriend. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, I mean, that's kind of one of the tough parts sometimes. It's, there's some of them where I'm like, I know I've said this a million times, but I want to work on it again. But other times where it's like you see the same comedians at the same open mics over and over again, and you're like, come on. Yeah. You know, and I try and do, I mean, it's three minutes and it's tough too, because I'm like Kevin, I'm not a like zinger guy. I'm yeah. not just throwing out like hey, one liners, like, you know, Steven Wright or something. I've got stories. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those stories can be four or five minute long 
you know, with multiple hits throughout it, you know, and that's yeah. the hardest part is writing a good story with multiple jokes throughout it and then a big punch at the end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those open mics, you don't, you're, you're rushing through it and I miss like parts of it because I'm like, oh, if I say this part, I'm not going to have time for the kick at the end. Yeah. And then it doesn't, you can't quite get the flow. So it's tough. It's, it's definitely a tough industry. And I, mean, I think that's one of the reasons I just, it sounds bad to say this. I make enough money doing what I do. And mm -hmm. I mean, I only work like 30 hours a week. Oh, snap. That's nice. <laughs> like today, I went, I drove out to a job site, walked around and said, yeah, you need to fix that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's what I told the owner. And I'm like, well, I agree with you. So have fun with that. I'm going to the pool. So I went and swam for an hour and then came home. That's awesome. <laughs> you know. um, I was telling you earlier before we started recording that I am revamping. Amazing. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> stop don't stop um i'm revamping uh the office that i mm -hmm. usually record in because now that cabin's home well home in quote unquote home, home, um i wanted to give him some space where that's his uh and not dominate the full office space and honestly um as much as i i like streamyard and recording with streamyard uh there's it, and actually getting to do videos because mm. I enjoy doing the clips. I, I actually love releasing the episodes um, visually as well. Yeah. Um, it's a whole nother dynamic and another way to engage people. Uh, but I miss looking, looking him in the eyes. I mean, I remember being stuffed in our little um, spare bedroom at our mm. old house and just shoved in one half of, or not even a half, like a quarter of Kevin's office with big fluffy chairs and staring over each other over a bookcase. And so we could both have our laptops or one laptop and we were all plugged in and stuff. And, mm. but you know, there's just there's a dynamic missing on that having that virtual space and not being in the same room. There um, is, and I can see that. And I mean, I, I love listening to your episodes, but I, I can get it like because I do the other uh, that show with uh, Big D where we talk about mm -hmm. conspiracies, and we started literally like in a room sitting across from each other talking the whole time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden now he's in Texas and I'm here, so it's always on Zoom or you know mm -hmm. whatever, and so it brings a whole new dynamic to it. Dynamic to it to where like. It's hard to read gestures and facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of like we're doing right now. There's a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of enough of a delay that you can't catch it quick enough. So yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that when he gets back from his uh, World Series of Comedy trip, we can like brainstorm actually, um, and maybe it's a uh, setting up cameras and then and audio and then marrying them elseways as opposed to it's sitting in StreamYard because if we we have to make sure that we're not doing an echo thing um which i'm sure you're fully aware of being you know a person that records in person <laughs> frequently <laughs> um okay so we're actually here to talk about a movie <laughs> we are we are i would say though i was going to say while thinking of the the room it, it would be you can get like a wide lens camera that you can mm -hmm. like stick up in a corner that would cover most of the room where you could record both of you it might not be the same as like this because mm -hmm. this is cool when you watch it online because you see both of your faces you see the so otherwise it might be two cameras one facing you just like you would if you were but yeah. now you're in the same room that's it yeah, yeah. He's he's much better at getting that that kind of logistics done. So I'll let him yeah, take but over. You're better at the editing. 
Yeah. Well, I I mean, technically, it's because he doesn't do it anymore. (laughs) I do all the editing and I've at I'm at that point where it's like I've got it down well enough to the ways that I like it. Mm -hmm. That if he does it for me, I get real irritated if he doesn't follow my format. (laughs) And, and, And I can see that. So for like me on multiple my shows, I never edit them. I have oh, other yeah. people like the one that I do is Mike James is BeastNet. That's mm-hmm. my my buddy Don. I just record it and he he takes Doesn't it. He actually it. just record it to the Zoom cloud and then he takes it off the cloud and freaking edits it, does everything. He does the video too, just like you do. I don't touch it. Yeah. The only ones I edit myself is for down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. We do a midweek episode that's just one of us. Oh, gotcha. So every Wednesday, it's like this Wednesday, it was him. Next Wednesday, I'll do one. I think I'm going to do it on Prohibition. But oh, interesting. I'll do, uh, I just did pot last week. Last week. Was, <laughs> you know, so if you ever want to know the history of why pot's illegal, it's all racism. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but then I'll edit those ones. And those are the only ones I edit. But I I spend like 10 minutes editing. Yeah. <laughs> I take out all the, the, the spikes and then normalize <laughs> it so it's all about the same. It's like, oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, I'm a tinker when it comes to editing. I I like precision. <laughs> I used to be, but then I was like, when I first started, I was spending like days. Oh well, editing I, because I would listen to it and then mm-hmm. jot, jot down notes and then come back and edit them. Then I'd have to listen to it all again to make sure it sounded right, and then I didn't screw it up when I edited it. Yeah, and then I'd have multiple saves of it just in case I fucked it up. I had extra one up here that I can go back to. It's, <laughs> and then finally, I'm like, and I'm like. There's like four people listening to this. <laughs> so uh, I actually, I what did four movies that I gave you option between yes. four movies and yes. the movie that we chose. Um, we let me share my screen for those that are watching. Um, That'll be good because I tried to find it on my, I couldn't find it. Okay. That's totally fine. That's what I've got this for. Okay, so we chose together the disappointments room. So Brandon, so it's my bedroom. <laughs> the whole movie about my bedroom. <laughs> I think. Well, hopefully your bedroom's not as scary as this movie looks like it's gonna be. <laughs> and the, the disappointment room sounds about right. I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> it's not gonna involve children in your bedroom either, Brandon. No. <laughs> There's no more of those, and then you fix that problem. <laughs> All right. Do you want to describe it, or do you want me to? I mean, I, I I guess I can try here. I mean, it looks like I mean, it's not a huge. There's not a a lot to it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a you know the tagline: some mysteries should not be unlocked. Mm-hmm. I had a few ex girlfriends like that. <laughs> you know, some mysteries Just I really should not Yes, <laughs> you should have had a couple of those, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a keyhole, which I'm guessing is an, an opening into a room, like an old skeleton key. Yes. You know, oh. looking hole, which apparently we have a theme going. Because the last one I did with you guys, <laughs> there was a skeleton key in a room. So, um, yeah. So, Kevin, when I told him what movie we picked, he's like, so you're going to go from no escape room with Brandon to the mm-hmm. disappointments room with Brandon. Um, are you trying to, like, start a theme with Brandon? Yes. I mean... <laughs> It's unintentional. <laughs> we got our own rooms. Last time it was a throuple. Now it's just me and you. I don't know. It's getting kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying different avenues, I guess. Yeah. Different <laughs> avenues. Yeah. 
Okay, so oh. with within the keyhole lock, you yeah, see... it looks like Samara from the ring. It does. Uh, it looks like the little girl from the ring that, that climbs out creepily of the well, and she's got the long black hair in her face. And Which sidetrack, but did you know the little girl from the ring is also um, Lilo? I did not. Yeah. I was unaware of that. Yeah, the little girl from the ring is Lilo. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that's a different genre for sure. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, it was. A, I, I found it out one day. We were trying to figure out who was the voice of Lilo, and I'm like, oh, you know, look it up. And I'm like, um, it says she was in the ring. Oh, that was Samara. Awesome. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, so she also. It almost looks like the window behind her is like psych wardy, and yes. she's got like a um, medical dress on. What do you call those? I I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, I mean, it, it, once you zoomed it in like that, I mean, from the distance, it looks like Samara. But once you like zoom it in, it's like I, I agree. It looks more like I don't think it is. I think we're just looking at her back. Oh yeah. And it's just her wearing a, a dress of some sort with the windows, and she's like looking out the window. Yeah. So we're looking in on someone looking out a window. So it's like a, a double hmm. like voyeurism thing going there. <laughs> I don't know what she's looking out the window, but <laughs> so maybe something interesting. <laughs> okay, so um, it also has the title "The Disappointments Room" and it mm-hmm. says September 9th. And I think this was actually released in 2016, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, there are. Which is very actually... weird because we're recording on September 9th. Oh shit! We are. <gasps> Weird. We should go no, buy lotto be. tickets. We should. With nines <laughs> all over them. Nine, 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 nine and then nine, turn it upside nine, down nine. and it's sixes. <laughs> Just flip it. Flip Just it like and reverse name. it. Check <laughs> my name, Mr. B666. Exactly. Um, okay, so I, I don't see where it lists the cast on all of the little tiny words. No. I do know that... Um, Does that say Gerald McBrainy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, Lucas, Lucas Hill, maybe. Oh, Lucas Kate Hill. Beckinsale. I knew Kate Beckinsale was in this. Um, so she's in it, and then Mel Radio. I don't know. I don't recognize the other names. I, Kate Beckinsale is all I really cared about. <laughs> um. Okay, so based on the very minimalistic cover, what is your prediction, Brandon? I, and that's kind of a, it's nice because it's a minimalistic. I mean, I'm wondering if it's going to be something like a, um, I don't know. Uh, it's tough. This is a tough one. You know, I want to say, and I think just from the picture, I keep thinking the ring, the ring. But I, I don't think it's going to be something crazy like seven days. If you watch this movie, you're going to die. I think yeah. it's going to be more of a. I think it's going to be something along the lines of the no escape room. Like somehow they're in, a, you know, that's someone who's trapped in a room mm-hmm. and has been there forever. Maybe, you know, locked up, whatever, or just been kidnapped and they're there and it's them trying to get her okay. or find her or save her from that room. And then I think it's going to end up being that like something's after them. It's going to, I think it's going to come supernatural some way. Something's going to be after them and it's going to end up being her. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then they're going to pull off her head and it's going to be Gerald McGranny. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? Major Dad. I don't know what that is. Major Dad? Uh Uh-uh. You don't remember that show? No, you're younger than me. Um, (laughs) 
Did you ever watch NCSLA? Yeah. He's the old guy that took that Oh, that's your yay! Friend. Ducky. No, not Ducky. Oh. That's the normal NCIS. Oh, then I don't LA. Know. Yeah, he's the one that took over when the, the short lady left. Yeah. Oh, Edna Mode looking yeah. lady. Yeah, when she left, he's the guy that took over. I'm trying to think. He's always played like a military guy. He was in the TV show. There's a TV show, Major Dad, and he was the dad. Okay. I don't know what else he's been in. He's I'll been look in him a up. bunch. Um, Once you see a okay. picture of his face, you'll, I'm pretty sure you know who he is. Okay. I'll look Because I just look up the cast. Oh, and Lucas Till. I know who Lucas Till is. Lucas Till is MacGyver. Like, no, that's Richard Dean Anderson. No, no the new MacGyver. Oh, okay. <laughs> the new MacGyver. Um, okay, so I think that this is going to be a psych ward. I think that it's going to be a psych ward that was closed down. And Kate Beckinsale is a um, real estate developer that wants the land and uh, she has to go and survey the building and see if any remnants of it are still viable. Uh, and she comes across this room that's locked and can't and cannot get it open, even like drilling it or anything mm -hmm. like that. And she looks through the keyhole and sees this girl. And the girl scares her. And then it goes from there. It's like a haunting thing. Maybe like the girl falls her home and it's I don't know. I mean, it's. I think it's just going to be creepy. I, I, I am betting creepy, but I, I think Kate Beckinsale is going to be the one in the room. Really? Okay. Okay. I think. I think she's going to be the one trapped, and I don't know. I, I think uh, I, it's hard to tell because it's one of those ones looking at because there's so little on there. I mean, what mm -hmm. I really want is like a dual thing of her trapped trying to get out, and then everyone trying to get her it trying to get her, and then it's this whole like supernatural where neither one of them really exists and. Just yeah, you need a lot of pot to get through it. <laughs> you can't have that. We're in Indiana. <laughs> I'm allergic to it, so I can't either. But oh. I might go eat some mushrooms. But, uh, <laughs> but I kind of want one of those. Uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. I feel like it's going to be one of those. There's going to be some twist at the end. I mean, much yeah, rather than that, that stupid whatever his name and that keeps trying to do all the twists that can't do it after Fritz. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he did really good at once, and now it's about yeah. it. Yeah, but that movie got ruined for me because my sister told me it was bad before I saw the movie. Oh, so by the time I watched the whole movie, I'm like, I know what happens. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> um, I think I will be scared no less than four times in this movie. I, I agree. I think it's probably gonna be at least four, and I think two gags. Oh, interesting. You're going to add some. Okay. <laughs> I will I will keep track of that. <laughs> All right. Should, do you have anything else you want to add before we go watch this? I don't know. It's one of those ones that, like I said, there's so little to it that it's uh -huh. like, I want it to be so many things, but it's like, I don't know what, it's, you know, I mean. I, it just better have some goddamn supernatural elements, in my opinion. I, I hate when it looks supernatural and then it isn't. Except for the Wolf of Snow Hollow. That was really good. That was well done. So. No, it's one of those I keep, yeah, every time I look at the picture, I'm like, I don't know. I keep thinking, like I said, the ring, but it's like, but I, I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be something supernatural, but I think it's going to be something different. Like maybe they're trying to get her out. They think she's in there. It's uh -huh. going to be her whole side, but then she's going to be like a hundred years ago. Oh, shit. And there's some weird, like, vortex where they can see her, but the second they open it, nothing's there. 
Oh. Or a twist in the movie where then once they open it, suddenly now all of a sudden they're in her time and now they're the ones stuck in there. Did you ever watch um, The Haunting on Hill House? Uh, yes. The Haunting of Hill House? I, I wonder if it's going to be like that room that they, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like a room that all of them see, but mm-hmm. it's different for each of them kind of thing. That could be true, yeah. Hmm. That could be a good Which, one. By the way, listeners, if you haven't watched that by Mike Flanagan, it's on Netflix. It's phenomenal. It scared the shit out of me. I watched that again. It's been a while. So, and I've always yeah. loved horror movies. So every time we do this, that's why I'm like, yes, horror movies. Yes. Uh, my wife is <laughs> my horror movies, and this is my one excuse to make her watch it. So I love it. All right. Well, sorry, Amber. <laughs> All right. Should we go watch a movie? Let's go watch a movie. Hello and welcome back. Uh, we've just finished watching, we being Brandon and I, yes, yes. I've just finished watching the Disappointments Room. Yes. It was uh, not about my bedroom like I thought it was. So, <laughs> no, I, it wasn't. Well, I mean, it kind of was about a bedroom because yeah. I guess the little girl lived there. So she would have had to sleep there too. I feel like with the way my parents felt about me, if I'd been born back then, I would have had a room like that. <laughs> I don't know. You aren't. Well, unless I know something about you that I can't see at the well, ready, I mean, you're not physically deformed. I'm talking about the, the physical, maybe not, but the mental, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> got some mental issues there. Okay. So, Brandon, what did you snack on while you watch this? We had quesadillas and pickles. Oh, well, that's a combination. I, well, I had the quesadillas first, and then I was still hungry, so I went and got pickles. Well, pickles are super crunchy, so I get that. I, I love me a good pickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've told the cucumber story on here before, but for those that have heard it already, skip like a 30 seconds. Um, I did not realize until I was probably in my mid-20s that uh, pickles were just... Um, cucumbers that had been vinegarized yeah Yeah, pickled (laughs) um and so i wouldn't eat them for like four years because i hate cucumbers and then finally i got over myself and enjoyed pickles again just it's always weird with food when you hear a story or something like that where you don't eat them for a long time yeah i would not eat and it sounds really good i wouldn't eat grilled cheese sandwiches for like 10 years why because there's because I love comedy and I grew up Sam Kinison and George Carlin were like my favorites uh-huh. Sam Kinison has a bit where he talks about Dr. Ruth and giving sex advice okay and he's like how can a woman that old get sex, sex advice and he's like I'm better her, her you know her vagina doesn't even look right he's like you put it up on a wall next to like 10 other vaginas and be like vagina 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 is that a badly made grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> <laughs> so for like 10 years I was just like nope <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't like to eat grilled cheese sandwiches well not Dr. Ruth's I mean <laughs> uh, the one that I used to watch was the Canadian one um, uh, Sue Sue she, what was her what was her little thing anyway she was an older lady mm-hmm. and knowing now uh, like how age works which is super weird yeah. uh, she probably wasn't all that old she was probably only in her 50s or 60s when she was doing her show uh, but she was very educational I I learned a lot from her <laughs> Dr. Ruth really was if you if you really paid attention and got over the like weirdness of it I mean yeah. and that's one thing I've had a conversation with some people I had a conversation with my massage therapist how like 
everything in this country, especially the U.S., is sexualized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've actually never been to Europe, but I watch a lot of Europe, TV, you know, TV shows and movies and mm-hmm. love British stuff and have a lot of friends that are, have come over from Europe and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, half the stuff over there, like a woman walking around without a top on. Whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah. You know, breastfeeding in public, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, and then the other things like, you know, the bathrooms, the whole bathroom argument they had. Most countries, the bathrooms are gender neutral. neutral. Yeah. They're just like go in them there's stalls for each person that's it <laughs> you know but it's just so funny to think some of the things we're supposed to be the like whatever like the head country and it's like we're so far behind in so many social aspects it's ridiculous oh for sure we're um, so the sticky like you know always grew, grew up thinking that the, the british were these like you know stodgy never, stodgy like oh and you're like no they're the ones that are like they've got it i mean it's like watching monty python old monty python episodes and you see like women with no tops and you're like whoa and over here we're like you know we'd freak out you know you couldn't put that in it that's an r-rated movie now yeah yeah over there that's prime time (laughs) that's 8 p.m on a monday night with your kids (laughs) it is so weird it's yeah i was talking to because when i got a massage i was like i'm like not to sound bad i'm a runner but um touch my butt Oh yeah. I, mean, yeah, I love having my butt massaged, and I I don't I'm not gonna apologize for that because I'm like nothing sexual about this, nothing at all. I mean, but those muscles hurt. I need you to touch my butt. Absolutely, and get your get ma- your elbow in yes. there and dig that. <laughs> and my massage therapist, I mean, she's touched me pretty much everywhere, but yeah no no spot and i'm like i i don't care i mean everyone's like do you have a happy ending i'm like yeah i walk out of there feeling amazing yes absolutely (laughs) i'm not gonna pay for that other happy ending i've been married for 20 years i know how to do that myself (laughs) oh man so i actually actually had dinner while i watched this movie i had um sweet and sour chicken with some fried rice and it was delicious yeah we we do the fried rice that's the the cauliflower fried rice um how is that it's actually really good we get the costco one from costco and just it's actually really good put a little bit of soy sauce on it and it's Mm. just like the nice thing about cauliflower is it just takes the flavor of whatever you put on it that's true it's uh very um absorbent when it Mm. comes to flavors so when you it's the same thing like rice so i mean a lot of times you need to replace that's like the one thing i found which i've replaced cauliflower with a lot of things but Mm -hmm. um the best place is rice it's you don't even notice i love that that's good to know Um, and i tried making my own but it's just more expensive than just buying it yeah i would buy cauliflower (laughs) like you know (laughs) steam it well what i would do is steam it cut it into smaller pieces and then i'd run it through the food processor basically grate it and it would come out almost like the size and consistency of rice but then i figured out i'm like the what i was paying for cauliflower the time i'm taking like it's cheaper just to go to costco and buy the big bags of it yeah um well thanks thanks for the cauliflower advice (laughs) if you would if you would have told me five years ago that i was gonna be like cauliflower is amazing i would have been like you at your mind (laughs) fuck you you don't know me (laughs) i even need broccoli now i'm like something's wrong with I do. I like a good broccoli, but I'm I enjoy cheddar cheese on my broccoli. Yes, it's either got to have cheese or pepper. I mean, it can't just be straight broccoli. No. I mean, if <laughs> if you like steam it and then cover it, you know, put pepper on it, it's actually totally fine. But if it's just straight broccoli, I'm like I'm out. 
Now, By Its Cover podcast has become a food podcast. Yes. <laughs> We've transitioned. We've transitioned. Uh, so there's a couple things I want to point out about this movie now mm-hmm. that I've watched it and I went on their IMDb. First of all, um, I figured out who Jer- where I know Gerald McRaney from. Um, I know him from a series called Promised Land, which was in like the mid 90s. And I only watched it because Austin O'Brien was in it and I had the biggest crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was the kid that was in um, Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also know him uh, from um, Jericho, which I think was only yes. on one or two seasons. It was like, yeah, because I watched that. It was amazing. It was like oh, one God. season and then everyone had huge, you know, like, bring it back. But yeah. No, no. And it was great. Skeet Ulrich was in it. Um, and yeah, that was an amazing show. Yeah, Joe um, McBurney's been around forever. I mean, he yeah. was on what a show back in the like 70s well he was on like the a-team i mean Mm -hmm. simon and simon there he was one of the simons yeah um so he's been on a ton of stuff and he was also um barlow Connolly on longmire so he was oh god that's i don't usually do dramas because i have a hard time with things when people keep consistently making bad decisions mm-hmm. but there was just something about Longmire that was good yeah. um, so I have so, problems going to comedy all the time yeah the open mics, it's just bad decision after bad, bad decision bad decision after bad decision um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is uh, the one of the writers on this uh, movie was Wentworth Miller and I don't know if you know who that is, but he was the lead in Prison Break. Oh. Um, and he was also recently um, on uh, like the Arrowverse on the CW as Snart. Snort. I can't remember his name. He was the ice guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I just thought that was really interesting that he was one of the writers, uh, but he was not. He did not act in it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so then, of course, our lead is Kate Beckinsale. And uh, right. this this movie, we were I don't think we were right about anything. That's who Wentworth Miller is. OK, yeah. 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 yeah he's always got his hair shaved. And yep. um, yeah, I, I like him. I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but once too. again, I was very surprised to see him have a writing credit, but not. I was like, not maybe it's it. a maybe it's a different Wentworth Miller. Like, what's the likelihood? Oh, no, it's the same one. <laughs> no, it's the same one. And like I said, we were nowhere, nowhere right. No, I think the only thing that I did get right was that uh, at one point she peers through the lock mm-hmm. and. And she doesn't see it, but we see the girl. Yes. Um, I had I text you right after I finished watching it. I had two jump scares and one gag. Uh, one was when she was originally trying to get into the doorway, and um, Major Dad was behind her. That startled me. Um, that one, I saw it. Amber was watching it. She didn't even see him standing there. I'm like, how? She's like, oh, there was a painting behind her. I'm like, no, that was a dude. <laughs> that was a dude. That was Gerald McGrady. Um, he he can be very menacing, by the way. Oh, he, he was perfectly cast for this role. Um, do you want to give a quick summary about this movie? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of those, it's a family who had a tragedy, um, a child that died. Mm-hmm. And two Catherine. Three, yes, Catherine. And the mother who was Kate Beckinsale um, mm-hmm. was not handling it well. So they moved to and bought a house and moved to the, you know, the country to this old house. And mm-hmm. she is an architect. Yes. Um, and she's designing how to rebuild the house, do all that. And she starts, she finds this room that's mm-hmm. called the disappointment room, which I looked up the definition of it. That's real. And this is actually based on a real, a real story mm-hmm. without the supernatural side. It's based well, on yeah. a, a real story of finding the room and then researching and finding out what happened, what the room was about. It was a judge, but they changed the name, you know, a little bit for the story. But there was not none of the supernatural part happened. Yeah. But yeah. So she finds this room and then she starts seeing, you know, supernatural sees ghosts. Gerald McCraney plays the the judge. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Blacker. I think their last name. Think, yeah, Blacker. Yeah. Blackner. Yeah, but it, the room was a, a disappointment room was where race when you had a child that was physically, you know, deformed. not disabled but deformed, looks different, whatever. You wanted to hide that child away. Mm-hmm. You'd basically say your child died at birth, and then you'd hide him up in this room, or it, never even let anybody know that yeah. they were born, yeah. that they made it, that they made it past the birthing stage. Yeah, so you hide them in that room, and then that's where they lived, and you would feed them and everything else. And then when they died, you'd lay them somewhere in their backyard. Yeah. And that's kind of was, you know, she was seeing the ghosts of the judge who was, you know, Gerald McCraney and then the, the daughter. Mm-hmm. And then another part, she sees the mom. So, I mean, she starts seeing those ghosts around the house. There's a dog. Yeah. Which, like I said, before we started recording, we really should have looked up that website of does the dog die? That I, Brandon, you failed me. Usually, Gavin. But then again, like, I did not. An, I did not. Into, yeah. I mean, the dog was already dead when so it died. So I was it wasn't as bad for me uh, as it could have been because there wasn't a positive emotional connection to the dog. Uh, It was very clearly a ghost dog. It was very clearly um, used by the judge aggressively in an evil way. It killed the poor kitty cat. Yeah, it killed Rascal, the kitty cat. Um, So. But yeah, when I saw that light coming, I'm like, oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> you were probably in the back of your mind, like Bree's gonna be so mad. Like, Bree's gonna be so mad. I'm like, but it was a ghost, so I mean, Bree was already dead. So now you can't. Can you kill it, that dog? I mean, I, I think don't what know. was crazy to me is like she broke its neck. Yeah, that was intense. I mean, it wasn't even. It, it wasn't even like she got a gun and shot it, and it was off screen. Like they full on had her and snapped it violently wrestling with this dog ghost dog that's trying to kill her and snaps its neck and i was like <laughs> i mean it's came back and tell she's good at killing dogs i mean she kills a lot of werewolves well, she does kill a lot of werewolves <laughs> um so the this whole uh span of this movie in their house uh it takes place in what like two weeks it's I not it's not very long. Um, so the husband, uh, David, uh, Dana, Dana is Kate Beckinsale. David yeah. is the husband and they have a five-year-old son named Lucas. And uh, David has some sort of job that's still in the city that he can kind of work remotely, but has to go back to the city uh, yeah. to take care of some stuff as well as see the therapist that 
Dana and David are both seeing. Uh, so he leaves uh, Dana for not just a weekend, but several days. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, at what point uh, Dana is trying to fix the leaky roof over the breakfast nook. And this is where your dude from MacGyver comes in. What's yeah. his name? Um, like his last name was Phil. Oh, Ben. It was Ben oh. Phillips Jr. But um, he comes in and is like this cocky, smarmy, yeah. like college kid. And she, you could tell that at this point, like physically Dana's character is distressed and really nervous and uncomfortable. Like she's got the shakes and she's talking to him, but she's also like chain smoking and he hits on her. Oh, he hits like, on her big time. And not even like blatant. I mean, it's blatant. Like Yeah. He's like, well, we're smoking together and I could just, <laughs> I could help you in the bedroom or something. And she's like, um, you've just crossed that line. You found it. And I was and like, well, like, and now what? And it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like <laughs> this, it really, I mean, we knew it was going to head that way with, with oh, his yeah. attitude, but I'm actually very impressed that they had Dana's character not pursue yeah. that. Um, Which most movies, it, it's the other way where all of a sudden then they end up having an affair. Then it changes. I mean, the dynamic mm-hmm. of the, the everything with emotional, you know, everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I was I was very surprised. She just shut that down. Um, and it's um, it's very much a, a lot of scenes of her uh, grappling with both the supernatural stuff that's happening as well as visions of the event was uh, mm-hmm. Catherine that we find out later uh, she fell asleep and Catherine suffocated underneath her yes. um, and then she tried to commit suicide afterwards which actually was very sad <laughs> I mean not that anybody's going to be like oh that's a really good storyline <laughs> it, it's very sad but it's one of those things I mean not to sound it happens yeah it happens i have um one of my best friends that's how his daughter died and i was, can't even yeah. Im- imagine the devastation the mom um, was beating and then ended up basically they called it sids but like everything points to that you know i yeah. think you know that she but you know i mean it destroyed the marriage i mean they were divorced within six like it was probably a year and i mean you didn't see him for like three years without a drink in his hand he was drunk uh-huh. Yeah. Like for years he's he's recovering great now but i mean that was kind of one of those so when i saw that i'm like oh i know that one yeah you know, so. so the fact that the dana and david are still together still supporting each other i don't know um, about supporting though david well, was kind of a pop. he's he's kind of absentee yeah um like but, she was back upstairs for a while at one point. but who knows it can seem like a while but then the alarm goes off and you're like she was there for like 10 minutes yeah I, and that was one of the things is like, was she really stuck in the disappointments room for that long? Or was it like a supernatural timey-wimey feeling yeah. kind of thing? But it was still with a lot of things where she would start telling him and try, trying to say, hey, I'm having these issues. He's like, oh, you're just starting to hallucinate again. And it's like, but then at the same time, you're starting to hallucinate again. And I'm going to leave for three days. 
Yeah, and, and his response is always, "Did you take your meds?" Yeah. Uh, which, yes, it's important to keep on a regular med schedule, especially which when it comes to mental. Yeah, especially when it comes down to mental health, because uh, not tapering off those things can really fuck with you. They're gonna um, go which I thought was very interesting that they did not take the route of deciding to say, um, is it this or is it that? Like, it was very, cl- well, I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel like they were trying to, because when it comes to the scene with Lucas and her trying to save him from Major Dad, do do you think that that was actually having her having a psychotic break or do you think she was actually battling supernatural stuff this whole time? Hey, I'll be honest. I mean, I think it was her battling super, you know, supernatural things, but she was the only one that could see it. So basically by the time, once he opened the door, the super, because if you watch, once he opens the door, it breaks completely for her yeah. and him. So I don't know, but then that could also be an argument for that might be her, psychotic break snapping because there's somebody else there so it's kind of they really didn't they left it wide open she still sees him and she as she's driving away but yeah does that mean that he's really still there or is she still having issues although at the very beginning when they first move into the house lucas is talking to rascal the cat but i think it was implied that he was actually talking to the daughter uh, it's possible, and so I and and he actually sees the daughter in the yeah. hallway at one point. Yeah, so, he sees the daughter, and then he saw the dog at one point when he was sitting in the house mm-hmm. looking out the window, and he's like, I, "There's a dog outside." Yeah, so I I think it was supernatural, and I think David was just so out of it that he he didn't he didn't even go there. Like, well, I think what it was is the, is the. The uh, therapist that he went to mentions it and says, you bottle your emotions and don't deal with them. And I think that's what it was. He was just because of the fact, I mean, he lost a daughter. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the, the baby had been born. I think they, it kind of uh, seemed like maybe the baby was like maybe six months old. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't was very old. old. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, he was dealing with his emotions by just acting like nothing happened, which as a guy who does that, I get it, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> You know, it's just if you act like it never happened and then it seems like you become very not just unemotional towards them. It's unemotional towards everything, because the only yeah. way you can really deal with that horrible emotion that just happened is to shut them all off. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he is shut off from her. He's shut off. I mean, he's he's in his own disappointments mm-hmm. room, <laughs> locked yeah. in with in all his of his emotions. <laughs> he's locked his brains in the disappointment room. So, I got a real shining okay. feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and the kid had the haircut, like the little boy yes, in The Shining. Did. See, I wasn't the only one. I'm like, that's Danny's haircut. It looks yes. like the kid from The Shining. It totally and did. Whole scene when he sees her in the hallway, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Shining. There should just be two of them, and it'd be The Shining. And, the, you yeah. know, being locked, they were in a place. It wasn't as isolated, mm-hmm. but they were still isolated. Yeah. And there was nobody else to see it and everything else. And there's a lot. there was a lot of elements of The Shining in this. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. So one of the things that we get is that uh, they, when they first get there, they go into town to get some groceries. Mm-hmm. And there's some very interesting characters in town. So the grocery lady uh, clearly is sexist. <laughs> And I recognize her from a lot of things. Her name's Celia Weston in real life. Um, 
and she was in. She's one of those Brit actresses that been has been yeah, in a she's lot. She's a of character films. actress that you just would. I mean, if you saw her, you'd be like, I know her from something. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's also we've got Ben Phillips Jr., who's the good one because Ben Phillips Sr. is a drunk. We yeah. learned that. Um, and then there's also Ms. Judith, who uh, was the caretaker of the historical society that got Kate and not Kate, um, Dana, all the records about the the house. Yeah. Um, and Kate actually, uh, Dana actually goes and visits her. And I thought because of the fact that she wasn't a very good actress, uh I wondered if maybe she was like someone famous in some sort of like supernatural society or something. Uh, you know how they had like Elizabeth Warren come in and like do a bit part in the conjuring or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if she was, but she's not, <laughs> she's just a right. bad actress. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So I don't know. Did you get that same feeling with her? Yeah. She was not that impressive yeah <laughs> i mean she was there but it was just kind of like you know it did definitely feel like the the you know like they brought her in because she was you know some specialist at this but it was just no no <laughs> it's just so weird because they got so many other you know yeah decent i mean kate beckinsale lucas till i mean at that time i guess lucas till i mean he was macgyver i mean but he done he, he's also in the marvel movies he plays uh, uh havoc i think in the Marvel oh. movies, okay. So, so he's one of the Marvel characters. I mean, he's been Lucas Till's been in a few things. I mean, Joe McRaney's been around. I mean, like you said, since the seventies. Well, and I don't know if you recognize her, and I don't know if you watch the series, but Michaela Cohen was in it, and she was on Bones, like one of the I leads on Bones. Yeah, so she was Angela. Yes, oh, I did see her, but yeah. she was only on for like a quick second. I okay, can, can we talk Angela. about uh, the she's dinner amazing. party scene? So. Yeah. So David goes back to the city and uh, sees their therapist and their therapist is like, well, you know, even if she's not taking her meds, I, you know what she, she needs? She needs friends. So maybe have some people over for dinner. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. So David's getting ready for this dinner party and it, there's this whole like, Kate Dana is getting dressed and getting ready for the party and there's like this weird montage kind of thing and then um, it's Teddy and Jules are their friends Michaela and then a guy by the name of Michael Landis that my sister used to have the biggest crush on mm -hmm. um, and they're they're like well where where's Dana and then he kind of just like rolls his eyes and then the next thing we know, Teddy and Jules are leaving. Like, we didn't get any sort of actual, like, sit-down dinner scene. There nope. wasn't there wasn't any sort of confrontation. But things just kind of, like, escalate exponentially from there. Uh, so, in the trivia for, um, for this movie, there's only a couple pieces, but it says a dramatic dinner scene that includes Beckinsale's character having a drunken breakdown was included in the U.S. theatrical release of the film, but not in the subsequent DVD or digital versions, including it include this scene. So 
that's why it felt so weird is there was there was this big tense moment drunken scene See, why would they take that out because it's so weird how they do that like you expect something like that and then all of a sudden yeah she just never shows up it it felt like like we got edged and then it was like nothing (laughs) like what there's no aftercare for this so it was uh it was I mean, very I've been married for 20 years i know about being edge and nothing happening <laughs> amber i hope you don't listen to this episode <laughs> oh she listens to my comedy there's a lot of comments about that <laughs> um so it, i just thought that this was uh that was a really interesting piece to pull out of it because i think that that would have added um, a lot to the back the the mental state that she had in what was coming next which was her uh, going to the disappointments room and seeing uh, like the actual death of the of the daughter um, and then escalating into the situation with Lucas and Major Dad um, yeah. and so I it was definitely a weird uh, directorial cut or it was probably from the um, I would say it's probably from the production side of it uh, more than anything but it didn't it didn't feel right <laughs> and there's a lot because if you look at the trivia too there's a spoiler one that talks about that they, they cut a lot so whoever edited this should be kicking the balls but yeah. um, there's a whole apparently there was a whole scene with a flashback of seeing the judge and Mrs. Blackner throwing an elegant party in a beautiful garden you know, with the disappointment room overlooking it, Dana looking for Lucas, walks through the party in disbelief of what she's seeing. So a whole bunch of stuff that I'm reading on this. And then there's a whole thing, another cutscene involves a German shepherd that kills the cat. Mm-hmm. And Dana has a vision of her son being attacked by the dog, which we did see that scene. Yeah, that one was in there. But then all of it leads up to the fact that Mrs. Blackton was attacked and killed by her husband's dog. And he which did nothing we... to stop it, which we didn't see. We saw her hang herself. Yeah. Wait, she didn't hang herself, no, no, she did not no. That was one of the other ones that she saw, yes. When she yes. was looking at pictures. Yeah. But yeah, so her his wife was killed by the dog, which, which she did nothing to stop. Would have made a, a lot more... Actually, everything you just read about would have added to the fullness of this movie. Because I think that actually seeing uh, that flashback would have yeah. been huge, where you could see that they're like these society people and... And their child is up there isolated and it would have added so much more to the pathos of the fact that the, that he ends up murdering their daughter. Which, and, I mean, you can see in the whole thing. I mean, they mentioned that he's a judge, but OK, yeah. cool. He's a judge. But without having like, you know, showing and I think that would have shown like the torture that she really went through of seeing this garden party and she's in the disappointment room mm-hmm. overlooking it. That would have been a, a, such an emotional scene, and why they would edit that out. Mm, the editor, well, like I said, needs to be kicked in the balls. I wonder how long this. I'm going to look and see how long this movie was, because if they were trying to meet like the 90 minute mark, but there's other things I think they could have cut. It was one hour and 31 minutes. That's that's what they did. They were trying to get it at 90 minutes. Which I mean, there's so many other things I think they could have cut. I mean, not to sound bad, the whole. I mean, I love Lucas Till. I mean, he was great in MacGyver, but that whole. 
his whole part could have been cut out and it would it made nothing yeah there was no addition it, the, it didn't add anything to the movie that was more than what these scenes that they pulled would have been which they I mean, sh- makes you wonder really if he was part of the supernatural though because he hung himself and she saw it but then he wasn't there anymore yeah but then oh that's a good point but then like I said he was not if he wasn't I, there it doesn't change the story no. I mean he it's not that people are going to piss me for this it's like Empire Strikes Back you take it out of the series it doesn't change the story <laughs> I, I think that you're entitled to your opinion, and I don't have an opinion on that, so I'm not going to fight you like on it. I that out because anyone who watches Star Wars is now just losing their mind. Ka- yeah. Kevin's going to be like, "What the fuck did you let him say?" <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, if you took him out, it, it, take Lucas Till's character completely out of this, it mm-hmm. doesn't change anything in the story, except no. for maybe that whole scene where he's. You know, they're having that conversation of with the husband where he steps over her. But really, what did that, that matter? It just it, showed more that the husband was a douche. Yeah. It doesn't really. So you take that whole, take his whole character out and add in those other scenes from, you know, with Gerald McRaney and mm-hmm. having the, you know, the, the garden the scene party. that they, they explain in the party. And the dinner. I yep. mean, that would, could you imagine the emotional? I mean, right now, like my studio, you've been in my studio. Yeah. And you're looking out the window. If I imagine this was my disappointment room and I'm looking out the window watching my family have a huge party with everyone else and I'm stuck in this room. Yeah. That is an emotional like tug at the heart. And mm-hmm. they completely pulled that out and left Lucas to live. Yeah. I let the little perverted little kid like, hey baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which once again didn't lead anywhere. <laughs> it didn't. And it didn't add any I mean, all it added to was she was crazy, but she wasn't crazy enough to cheat on her husband. Right, exactly. Which I mean, props. <laughs> yeah, good job, Dana. But I mean, <laughs> well, because her problem wasn't feeling lonely. Her problem was that she was like disappointed in herself. Yeah, well, and she blamed oh. herself. <laughs> Disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she blamed herself for what happened, which I mean, I can completely understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I've dealt with a baby that was colicky and everything else, and I mean. I could get it if all of a sudden you fall asleep and wake up and realize you rolled over on the baby and, you know, I mean, that's going to be mentally, it's going to mess you up. Devastate. I mean, and so all of her reactions post that, Mm -hmm. I, I, I am completely sympathetic for her. I mean, she's, the fact that she's still functioning even. Um, but I think that that was that was one of the things I really enjoyed about this is I felt like her and Lucas they did they had a good dynamic that actor and yes. and Kate. Um, the other thing that I so she's an architect and so she uh, builds model homes or uh, whatnot in part of her process. And there was a scene where see this part could have been cut out too because there was no there's no point to it. Yeah. Uh, she her and Lucas built up a model home which that, by the way Lucas is the kid not Lucas told the, the, the right dude. yes the, the so, son yes. um, it built this like house for him to play mm-hmm. with but I was like are, are we gonna see a ghost in it what I mean what's the point in this is it just <laughs> see and that's what I was watching and I'm like is he gonna be that yeah. Is she going to put it together and all of a sudden it's a mini part of the house and then all of a sudden there's going to be a scene where all of a sudden you see the, you know, where the room should be and there's a figure in there or something. But I mean, yeah, it, was just, it, totally it, wasn't. Was a, 
there was a guy, like I said, whoever was editing it, it's like, what? There were some really artistic scenes that, I mean, not to sound bad, this is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Wipe those out and put in the, you know, put in the stuff that gets, that gets the feels. Yeah. Yeah. I need that part that grabs my feels. Cause there was parts in the movie. I'm like, is this going somewhere? <laughs> so, uh, I've told you that I jump scared twice uh, and I gagged once. Do What do you want to guess was the part that I gagged in? It was not the dog. I'll give you that part. I don't know. That's what I was kind of wondering when I was watching. I'm like trying to figure out the gag. Where would that be? I mean, okay. <laughs> so this is a very specific me thing. So I would have been really impressed if you got this. There's a point where they're in the disappointments room and the disappointments room's floor is metal yes. and it's graded so that everything goes down into a drain, which makes sense because there's no like shower or anything up there because it was built in the oldie well, time. Just thinking about the fact that she would have to. No, like and everything. Everywhere. One, that that one, disgusted me because that's yeah. my first thought is like, oh, she just and they hose it down. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That was gross. But what grossed me out was when Kate Beckinsale reached down into said drain and picked up the little dolly thing that was in there and then like kept it and was rubbing at it. I was like, oh, this is so gross. <laughs> How do you touch that? Like, you know, there's so much grossness. that's but. Ugh. <laughs> No, I, I completely get that. I mean, I'll be honest. One, <laughs> it sounds bad, but earlier I have a, a, a bridge that's broken that needs to be. It's a temporary that needs to be finished. Mm-hmm. But um, it popped out and actually fell down the drain. Oh so no! Oh no! So, and I'm sitting there like Amber's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm putting it in the cup and throwing in all this stuff, like denture cleaner yeah. and then scrubbing it." And I'm like, "God, my brains are going back in my mouth." So this thing's been like, I think yeah. I might throw it in the fire for a couple minutes. I might boil this fucker before it goes back in my mouth. <laughs> Um, I'm the yeah. same way. Like if something goes down a drain. Yep. Well, see, I'm with you hundred um, percent. I, I once, one time I, I used to be a concrete saw cutter. Okay. Years ago. I mean, you take a saw cut through concrete and we had to go to a job site where they had a pipe burst underneath. Like it was the drain for a sink in a kitchen. Oh no. And we cut this thing out. And when we dug it out, I mean, it was a bubble. It was nasty. And I, kind of lost my balance and put my foot down and it touched the bubble i literally threw away the boots and bought new ones oh yeah no i don't blame you it was like this bubble of crap that came down like the the drain of a kitchen of all this stuff and they're feeding and cutting and i'm like no new boots yep yep like why do you need new boots i'm like i threw them away before i left <laughs> Couldn't do it. Went in the dumpster of the freaking restaurant as I was walking out. I walked out to my car barefoot. I'm like, oh, those boots touched that. I'm out. It was worth it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was. They weren't very good boots anyway. I wanted to do it. Anyway, but yeah. Um, the, I I do have to say, uh, Kate Beckinsale was blonde in this movie. It bothered me. It was. It was clearly a wig. Although they did it well for most of the shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was hard for me to um, to really get into her character with blonde hair. <laughs> she did really good at acting, but it's one of those things. There, there's certain people, and, I, and you know, you met those people where you're looking at them like, I get that blondes have more fun, but you just don't look right as a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I love Kate Beckinsale. She did a great job. I've loved her in Underworld. I've loved yep. her in almost every role she's ever been. She's an amazing actress. Absolutely. The blonde doesn't work no it and um, she has such um 
pale mm -hmm. um, porcelain features yeah. that it and it was such a dark movie in general uh, not mm -hmm. dark so much as the setting but as just the feeling of it that yes. to have her blonde hair I was like oh, I'm not sure that that was the right choice um, so that was just my opinion no, um, I, I agree completely uh, I mean it's there's a few times where you see things and you're like oh yeah that's not right yeah <laughs> like I saw the first Thor again recently and I'm like they bleached his eyebrows yeah yeah they did <laughs> Um, they didn't do that on later ones because I think they realized what I saw. I'm like, that's freaking weird. <laughs> you look like Grima Wormdung. <laughs> Ew, something you're wrong. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, and I love it. And I thought through this, I mean, acting-wise, Kate Beckinsale was amazing. Absolutely. Like the husband, David, I thought he was a douche to the whole movie. Lucas was totally fine. But I really, the whole movie, I'm like, this totally feels like. I'm waiting for room 237 and the crazy old lady to climb out of the bathtub. Yeah, it was definitely Shining-esque for sure. Yes. Um, okay, so I feel pretty good about what we've covered. Uh, would you recommend this movie? I would. I would, I, honestly. I mean, it's one of those movies. I mean, I guess we really haven't bashed it much. I mean, but I mean, it, <laughs> it, we've talked about like some issues with it. Uh -huh. But I mean, it was still, I mean, am I going to throw up and say it's, you know, right up there with, the Shining? No. I mean, but is it something that's going to be, you know, help you, you know, get it through an hour and a half? Yeah. If you have yeah. an hour and a half with nothing else to do, go for it. Yeah. I mean, it was a decent movie. It wasn't one of those movies where I'm like, well, I'm never giving that hour and a half back. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was yeah. worth watching. It was still, it was a good movie, but it wasn't like, yes. I mean, it didn't like, you know, hit a home run, but I mean, it was at least a double. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. I definitely, you know, at the beginning, we talked about how this is potentially a B movie. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, maybe it's B plus A minus. I would say it's more like a B minus yeah. <laughs> after watching it. Um, still passable for sure. Uh, you're not going to get on the Dean's list with it. But I, um, I, I enjoyed it well enough. Uh, if you're looking for a scary movie, uh, don't don't watch this one it, it wasn't like i said two jump scares for me um not very good because i mean a comedy can do that to me again <laughs> i mean one thing i would definitely say on this is it's one of those that i would say um to the writers go beat the editors because yeah looking at what should have been some of the cut scenes from this movie if those move if those scenes were put in there i think it would have taken it from a b minus to a b plus because yes. it was just that that lack of flow mm -hmm. that I think we would have got with that, you know, some of those other scenes. Yeah. That, you know, take out Ben. Now in 45 minutes. Yeah. Take out Ben, put in the dinner party mm -hmm. and the flashback scene. And I think it would have been much yeah. better. Um, it, as far as emotional resonance, uh, I wonder I if it's one of those ones where they paid a lot for Lucas Till to be in the movie, so they were oh. like, "We kind of have to have him." Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of. I, I really feel like his character, although great, just like you know, Empire that Strikes Back is great, but without it, the movie still works, mm -hmm. and I think works better. Yeah. So, how would you change this cover? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I kind of like the way it is. Um. I think I would have put Kate into it with the keyhole behind her mm. and maybe, you know, Gerald McRaney, like in the background, kind of like the, pretty much almost that exact scene where she sees it, where she's looking through the keyhole and then as she turns to look away and mm -hmm. she doesn't see it, but we do. 
Yeah. But then you see her in kind of the, the, the little bit of a face in the, in the keyhole and Gerald McRaney behind her. I think that would have been a much better representation of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, just seeing her in the keyhole, you really think it's more of a like, you know, like I mentioned in the, the beginning, it's a trap situation. Someone trapped in this thing and they're yeah. trying to get them out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's yeah. Speaking of trapped, okay, so she gets trapped in the, Dana gets trapped in the disappointments room at one point. However, the next time she goes in the disappointments room, she did something that I don't know if I have ever seen before. And I literally clapped. I was thrilled. The second time she went in, she put something to block the door so it wouldn't shut her on her again. And I was like, Fucking genius. Yeah. Goddamn genius. I, every time, uh, anytime that happens in movies and somebody does the exact same thing and gets locked into a room, I'm yelling at the screen like, fucking put something in the doorway so it doesn't close, you dumbasses. Yeah. But she did. And it she was did. beautiful. It's one of those things. I, I mean, I teach flagging, you know, traffic control, uh-huh. you know, standing out there with the stop sign and all that stuff. And I always tell everyone, when you go to escape, I mean, it's like watching a horror movie and you see the person running down the middle of the street and you're like, just freaking take a left turn. Yeah. <laughs> if you do a 90 degree run off the side, the car can't make that move. You know, and it's the same thing with that. It's like you see it all the time where it's like, block the door. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think for my cover, uh, I think I would do. I think. I'm not sure how you would angle this. I think I'd be inside the disappointments room with the daughter um, in front of the window mm-hmm. looking down onto the creepy garden. Because that was, to me, was a very visual, like, atmospheric uh, yeah. feeling that that encompassed when I was, when we saw it in this, in the... Uh, movie, but like stylize it cover wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's probably what I would do. Um, or, uh, you know, Kate Beckinsale staring in a mirror, where there's the one part, part where she's looking in the mirror, her current self, but sees her past self right before she's about to try and commit suicide. Um, just that tension that was created in the the mirror back and forth between those images. Um, maybe that. Yeah. And that was actually, I'll be honest, one of the things that bothered me a little bit about the movie too, they focused really hard on the mirrors in a couple scenes, mm-hmm. but it never paid off. There was no payoff. There was no Chekhov's gun for any of the mirrors. There, there was a couple of like spots. I'm like, oh, is that the Chekhov's gun? And then it wasn't yeah. that like when she's putting the knives in the thing, you're like, oh yeah, someone's going to get stabbed. And yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, that's bad. What the hell? Yeah. Like you showed me like six Chekhov's guns and never used one. Yeah. <laughs> um, once again, edging. I feel like there was just a lot of no payoff edging in this. <laughs> like I'm not a teenager again. I don't need edging anymore. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Brandon, I want to thank you again for coming and being my buddy. Oh, anytime. I love doing um, this show with you guys. I mean, yes. whether it be just you or you and Cabin, but I mean, you've got to be involved. If it's just yeah. me and Cabin, that's just weird. <laughs> it's okay if there's a lady there. <laughs> it is, but just me and Cabin, it gets kind of awkward. 
Um, so this is your time to plug whatever you want. Um, tell us about your shows, where to follow After you. Everything I just said, and you tell me to plug something that that, that may make it weird. I know I have got to come up with a different word than plugging because every I time I say it, I think like butt plug or like. Something dirty. Don't keep shaming here. No, no. I will not yuck someone's yum as long as there's consent involved. Yes, consent is that's the only time kink shaming gets bad, is if if there's no consent, then it's a bad thing. But as long as there's consent, kink shaming is all okay. Exactly. Well not kink shaming isn't okay. Kink is okay. Don't kink shame. If you kink shame, you should be beaten. (laughs) In the fun way. Um So for me, um, I, I do, you know, most people know that, you know, have heard me on this before. I have the, the love and hate radio, which actually is more, it's less me now and more beach, beach kind oh, of on the zone most of the time. So um, I do jump in occasionally. Um, mainly my focus is the, the uh, down the actually, which you can kind of see the shirt, the NLO rules of world, world. So that's the new lizard order. But um, <laughs> yeah. Which we actually have a listener that gets so pissed every time I mention the New Lizard Order. She's like, my husband listens to it, and all of a sudden you mention the New Lizard Order, and he's like, I'm out. I'm like, yeah, but it's funny to me, because half this stuff is so insane that I have to have some kind of joke in there. Oh, for so sure. For, so for me, it's the New Lizard Order. So where do we find that? You can find it on Anchor, um, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's under NWCZ Radios down the rabbit hole. Because okay. once we started the show, we looked it up. We didn't see like any other down the rabbit hole shows. And then once we like posted it, there was like 12,000. Oh, no. So <laughs> we put NWCZ radio in front of it. So it's NWCZ radio because that's the, the station we originally started on. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you can also, if you look up Mr. B666, which is right there on the screen, if you're watching the, the video, um, that's my Instagram handle. And I have all the links on there. So, okay, perfect. Um, so love and hate radio. Um, we nurse podcast is the other one i've been doing that for five years with uh six years or something like that with matt now um we do that and then book shows you know produce shows through through that uh you know enum claw and ording here out in the the watt in washington so Mm -hmm. yeah just have a lot of fun with it if you want to find me the best place though is mr b666 on um instagram and it's the spelled out m-i-s-t-e-r underscore b underscore 666 which if you ever want to know what that is it's a, a it's one of my favorite books. Okay. Mr. Be Gone is a book written by Clive Barker. I was going to say, yes. I was like, Ray Bradbury, Clive Barker. Clive Barker. He writes <laughs> I've, got, I've got Aberat behind me. Oh, um, it's another great one by Clive Barker. Which, That's good. He needs to finish that shit. <laughs> he does. He does need to finish that series. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you, I, what, well, there's three books in that one, I think, but. Yeah. Yeah, and but I he wrote a book called Mister Be Gone, and it's a demon that talks to you through the book, and it is my favorite book of all time. Okay. And so when I um, of course I'm Brandon, so Mister B, and then yep. six because it's a demon in the book. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I will link to your Instagram and whatnot on our posts, uh, which you can find us at By Its Cover Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Tumblr. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook by its cover podcast. Um, Kevin will be back on the show sometime soon, hopefully. Uh, but you can find him at Kevin underscore egg on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Kevin Eggleston on Facebook, YouTube, 
and Patreon. (laughs) If if you haven't seen him in live and he's in your town, go because you're missing. If you haven't seen him, you're missing. I mean, he is amazing live. So I can't wait to get him back here in Washington to make him be on one of my shows with you. Yes. I I keep trying to push him to do a like Pacific Northwest run. So I'm sure that that's going to happen sooner. In the beginning of the month so he can be on one of my shows. Okay. All right. Unless it's after I move. So. All right, so we're going to end the move. Where are you moving? We'll talk later. (laughs) Okay, on that note, I'm going to end with comedy is the new sex. It is.